Yeah, my phone is down to 8%. So that means essentially I'm down to 8%. So you're getting me at about 8%. You didn't bring a charger to work today? I never bring a charger to work. If I can't make it from daylight to dark without a phone charge, I got a problem. When I used to work in office, I used to... Charge all day long. I had a separate charger there. Charge all day long. That's right. My charge, my phone never went without charge. That feels like a slippery slope. <laughs> no, I unhook in the morning, and I got to make it to the end of the day, or I just have to go home. Yeah, it's over. I don't even know what it. I don't even remember like what it feels like to go to an office every day. I mean, I started trying to think about it the other day because <clears throat> I've been going to the library. Um, you on that library kick again? I'm on the library. <laughs> you gonna start partying with your library friends again? Yeah, <laughs> those were those are good. Those are good times. Get a little library stories. I make my rounds in Whitesburg. <clears throat> but they're like, where do you work? Here. <laughs> I work here. I come here every day. <laughs> they eventually just put you on payroll. Honestly, right? Well, there was that one time I uh, the guy asked me. I was like, I'm unemployed, man. And he was like, Man, that's rough. Like, Valor. It was like Valor. <laughs> There's a lot of us out here unemployed, my man. He probably just assumed you were out of work, coal miner. <laughs> oh shit! You're just hanging out the Dairy Queen waiting for somebody to ask you what you do. <laughs> Can't wait to be like, oh, stare man, off. I, I'm unemployed. Yeah, wistfully in the distance. <laughs> I'm unemployed, man. <laughs> on the draw. <laughs> yeah, I've been hanging out at the library again because um, I've been doing a lot of research into Hal Rogers' like entire career. It is. Are you okay? Can I take your pulse? <laughs> Can I take your pulse? I, um, someone close to me did this about six years ago too, and it didn't end well. I can tell you that. <laughs> I can tell you that. No, I've like I've been spending like eight hours a day watching C-SPAN videos of him from the eighties and nineties. I haven't. It hasn't really felt great. There's been a spiritual void at the center of my being. Oh yeah, it's rough. Uh, once you get into how every we really don't give Hal enough credit. Yeah, for how fucked he true. Like he is meticulously moving money into his pocket yeah like so so craftfully yeah so creatively like he advocates for tax um write-offs or tax like bonuses i don't even know how you say this shit for building low income like section 8 housing to rent to people right then he and his like lackeys build it so then they get a bunch of money which he then rents for office space <laughs> for his fake fronted non-profits yeah which it's crazy and so he's just paying himself every month so much money but it's, oh yeah but it's wired it's so go- wild <laughs> it goes through eight different yeah, organizations and people and places. so just picture terrence <laughs> In front of a map, a wall of pictures and maps, and string, string Just tied. Crazed. <laughs> I mean, everyone. This is how everyone already pictures you. This is this is no new news. Someone said that to me on tour. They were like, "Are you alright?" And I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm fine." There, I was like, "It's kind of a bit." They were like, "No, are you?" They are- know it's not a bit. <laughs> yeah. They were like, "It's not a bit." It's, it's not a bit. <laughs> yeah, no, they were like. Uh, 
I mean, it kind of gives the vibe of a guy like living by himself on top of a mountain, just slowly losing his mind. Yeah, it's that vibe. Because <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It's this, this nail on the head. Well, look, let me tell you what I found. Let me tell you what I found. And you're how what, Roger's dirty? <laughs> Can't wait to hear this. Yeah, so um, this is the most interesting thing about Hal Rogers. So Hal Rogers, for the uninitiated, is our congressman in the 5th Congressional District of Kentucky. Um, who, he's, he's had that fine seat longer than both of us have been alive, he, turns out. Yeah, he, he got elected into office in 1980. So he was part of the Reagan Revolution. Mm-hmm. They called him the Reaganauts. Woo! Yeah, great name. Like a rough rider. Yeah, very much <laughs> like that. <laughs> Literally has been in office longer than we've been alive. I bet, like, he's that means he's going to touch... He's going to punch his 40-year ticket here pretty soon. And I bet that's why he's not retired yet after he lost chairmanship of the budget committee. I bet he's like, I'll just see this for two more terms until 2020, and then he'll have served for 40 fucking years. What does that mean? Does something special happen? No, probably uh, not. But who? I mean, how many? Are, are there a lot at this point of people who've served 40 years plus? pretty rare. It is rare? He is the longest-serving Republican in in the House of Representatives right now. Is he? Yeah. And he gets no respect. No respect. <laughs> He's not even going to get a pizza party when he leaves. He's so pissed. <laughs> he hates everyone around him. Imagine his life right now. He'll get a pizza party. He's, um, he's fallen from grace, though, you have to admit. Okay, so this is the thing. This is why I've been so interested in his career. I'm, I'm happy that you're doing this, actually. I, I love our Hal Rogers bits. He is, I mean, he is my favorite villain, honestly, yeah, at this yeah. point. Like, we've spent much of our uh, world-changing careers, our, our uh, activist careers, uh, targeting Hal Rogers. Locking horns with yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, and, and so it makes you wonder, like, so this is the thing about Hal Rogers. If you sort of contrast him with a guy like Mitch McConnell, like Mitch McConnell's entire career has been trying to reshape how government functions, um, you know, sort of defanging the Senate and making like the legislative arm just completely not work, and then packing the judiciary with people who are friendly to his sort of like corporate oligarchic clause, mm. cause. Like that's sort of Mitch's idealistic cause. Hal isn't an idealist. Hal is a complete realist. Like, he understands, he understood from a very early, like, sort of career, point in his career, that, like, if he just rode through the budget, um, like, committee, like the House Budget Committee, if he just rolled his entire, in Appropriations Committee, if he just rode his entire career in that committee, he could become the most powerful man in Washington. And he did. And then he peaked in twenty, like when he became chairman of the of the House Appropriations Committee, which is like one of three most powerful positions in Washington yeah. D.C. Controlling the money, right? And so, like, this is the thing. This is that thing that's so crazy about him, though. Um, so, like, we sort of know him in our sort of Trillbillies universe. It's like guys is trying to bring the prison here. But like, what's the thing like that Hal said? so many times over the course of like the prison thing um he said the prison system the federal prison system is at over capacity needs more beds that kind of st- remember like yeah. he would always say that no, totally, it's over capacity yeah. he's been saying this since that exact line since at least 1986 <laughs> 
over 30 years, he's been saying the exact same thing. And, like, that's how what he started his career in. Like, you know, I think we also sort of know him through the mountaintop removal stuff. But he was actually, from an early time, like, his big things in the 80s were immigration control, uh, giving the FBI and DEA as much money as possible to fund the drug war, and then building prisons in that process. So ahead of his time. Yes. No, he, he was like the Clintons. He would have built a wall in 1980. Oh, yeah. He was ready to build that wall. There's this crazy video of him in 18, 1988. Um, the Justice Department spent like $1.2 billion on drug enforcement. By the time Reagan left in 88, they had got that number up to $4.5 billion. And that was all how. Like, that was his thing. And so in the process, he funneled all this pork back to eastern Kentucky. And I think that's a huge reason why he just never lost. Because, like, there's, I found this quote from... He patted the right pocket. Exactly. He bought, he, he, has, he has consistently bought his, I mean, he buys his voters, but specifically he buys his territory yeah yeah he uh, he's above gerrymandering yeah and it's like jim ward said like jim i saw this um quote from other trailbillies celebrity villain jim ward where he's like (laughs) of course he wins like there's no tax base in eastern kentucky so he just brings like that's the source of revenue hal (laughs) rogers he just brings in a lot of money it's like a fiefdom he runs a fiefdom and he also never comes. Right. He also never he's, comes. Because he's, <laughs> he's, he's ancient. He's awful. He has no joy. Right. Well, anyways, that's how I've been spending my day. Wow. But here's the thing, Tanya. I've never really thought about this before. Like, while I'm watching all these videos, I never really thought about, like, the sort of machinery of government. Like, how... You, <laughs> Terrence Ray of Sunshine, has never thought... Right. About the mechanisms of government. Right. You know what you just said? That's, I've never really thought about it. Like ours, anyways. You know, like... I beg to differ. <laughs> okay, maybe I haven't thought about it, like, comprehensively before. Okay, yeah. But, like, the whole charade of, like, elder statesmen getting up in front of the rest of the room and, like, giving this speech where they bang on the fucking pedestal at the lectern and they, like, mm-hmm. you know... He's just been on repeat for 30-some years. He's been on repeat. That's Absolute exactly repeat. it. I mean, he is kind of the um, poster boy for, like, you know, the, the whole, like, mediocre white guy thing. Yeah. That is just, you know, that's like a viral idea. Just the confidence of a mediocre white man. And it's the the stamina, honestly, of a mediocre white man to say the same thing <laughs> over and over and over. And, I mean... I. I do three interviews in a year about sex ed, and I'm like, all I do is talk about the same thing. I say the same thing all the time. These men just just consistently say the same useless information. Yeah. And they get raises and jobs and promotions and oh, yeah. titles and money and coke and, and <laughs> penthouses and girls and who knows what all they just they get it all they yeah. get it all riding a train of glory on uh these prisons they're full it's they're, st- they're packed to the gills <clears throat> it's the stamina it's also the ambition i guess blind backless ambition right i don't know i mean i guess that like <clears throat> there's just something to be said about like the congressman of the poorest congressional district in the U.S. becoming the most powerful 
congressman in the U.S. I, I hadn't even it hadn't even occurred to me he's kind of the he's kind of the original Trump. I mean, he was a he was like. You know, he's been in office the whole time, but he really just is talking in sound bites about nothing, has no interest <laughs> in in what anyone has to say about him. Yeah, I don't know. He's a very he's he's got more focus than Trump at least in the sense that he has a vision. He knows what he wants. That's true. Um think... But you're right, in the sense that they say this <laughs> The same things over and over again. He's the pull string doll. He yeah. himself has become the doll. Right, right. So speaking of Trump, did you see the... Uh, he's really had a normal one today. <laughs> he's had a pretty normal one today. Uh, also today, on a Trump's normal one, when I left the creek, you know, I didn't live where I live now in 2016. Right. Um but uh, when I moved into my creek, I was ha- proud to say there were no Confederate flags. And right. I know that seems like a low bar to our <laughs> listeners. But honestly, <laughs> that felt like strong. That that felt strong to me. Yeah. It's a strong community up here, up on Pine Creek. There are no Confederate flags and only one dog on a chain. Right. That's pretty, that's that's pretty, <laughs> pretty fucking good. Yeah, as far um, as ratios go, yeah, it's pretty good. For a uh, holler with, I don't know, what would you say? 50 houses in it? Yeah, Maybe a little bit more than that. Yeah, 50, 60. Yeah. Um, well, this morning I left my house just like every other morning and I blew a kiss <laughs> at Boo Boo, the one dog on the chain that I that I plan to rescue every day and don't. And then when I turned the next bin, there was an enormous Trump flag. Just one of the biggest ones I've seen close <laughs> up. And perhaps my favorite one yet. It just said Trump 2020. No more bullshit. <laughs> I mean, you like that. No more bullshit. It's so much to unpack. I, yeah. I, I was riddled the whole rest of my drive to work, just like. Which bullshit? It's like so much. It's like their analysis of the world got frozen in 2012 and has just stayed there. And that's the lens through which they see the world. Like, they're still running against Obama. Yeah, the last four years didn't even happen. (laughs) It didn't even happen. (laughs) Complete. That is no... The last three years, just a blip. I have no idea. Oh, well, that's crazy to think about, though, that, like... Does Biden give them like the opportunity they've always, they've been uh, aching for, so they can fight Obama? So again. they can finally fight Obama again. This will reinvigorate the Trump. This is like if if these motherfuckers really do say they care about electability, Biden would actually be the absolute worst oh, yeah. because there's nothing there's nothing like Obama to really fire up the chuds again. And yeah, and he's running on I'm not sorry and my black friend. Those are his <laughs> running. That's like that's his entire platform. Uncle Joe, I ain't sorry, which he's stolen from Beyonce. Right. So he's just ste- yeah, he's just stealing all these <laughs> all these branding tools from the black people. People in his periphery. Oh shit! Which I guess that's not new either. Well, today he had something about um, Bobby Kennedy and Martin Luther King. He having a real normal one too. <laughs> he was. <laughs> he was having a very normal one too. Oh, cool. Like Uncle the two Joe. senile guys are having real normal ones. <laughs> on this side, Trump says, "I am the chosen one." He says, "I'm the king of Israel." Basically, a radio host called him the king of Israel, and Trump basically 
blasted it out and was like, <laughs> "Good job, thumbs up to this." <laughs> yeah, thumbs up. Fully support, fully endorsed, right. fully endorsed tweet here. And then Biden, on the other hand, had something about how like. Um, Wait, was this an American radio host called him the King of Israel? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> Which, like, if you are a Christian, so I, um, th- you know, tying this in with the Obama thing, like, I had friends in two thousand eight who would literally be like, I mean, you know, I guess it's, you know, obviously Obama's not the Antichrist, but like, he could be. <laughs> There's a nut. There's a if there's a zero 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 point one percent chance, we can't take it. We can't take that chance. <laughs> that's the thing. That's what they would say. But and like, definitely at least that much chance right. that he is the king of Israel or whatever. But like, now, oh, Trump comes out. I mean, I know it's stupid to point out hypocrisy, but twelve years later, thirteen, fourteen years later, Trump comes out and it's like, I'm the king of the Jews. Yeah. Folks. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> just mic drop woo yeah we are in a loop we're in a hot loop we are it's Tanya. getting hotter yeah it's, <laughs> it's, getting, it's, getting hot. it's like it one is, of those force things that just gets faster the heat faster. index today in the year of our lord is 98 degrees oh it's getting it, here in whitesburg kentucky we're going to be completely unhinged by october 2020 you certainly if your ac's out is that a permanent update that um, your ac's out completely i hope not i apologize that we couldn't record at my house. Oh, that's fine. Um, but it's uh, you're having a real hot one. <laughs> I am having a real. I was really hot and frustrated earlier. <laughs> oh, hot and bothered, right? I was. <laughs> a familiar tune. I was. Um, God damn, this is bleak. I tell you, Terrence texted me early today or yesterday. Like, yeah, my days running together. It was like, hey, you got any, you know, hot topics <laughs> for the <laughs> podcast? I'm like, no, man, I've been working my, you know, I haven't even read any headlines. I don't know what's happening. I only know what people have tagged me in on Twitter. If you haven't t- tagged me in all the important headlines, is that too much to fucking ask? Can you have at a, me? Yeah, a whole sort of. Yeah. array of unpaid interns who just send you news items. Yes, I need Tanya, a curated list. You please. do. Please. It's too much to fucking ask. Please, people. Please curate Tanya's list. I only know, because I get on Twitter a few times a day, and all I see are my notifications. That's all I have time for at this point. I'm about to have more time. I'm about to free up more time. Yeah. But it's just, it's. I'm having a real tense one right now. This is what Biden said. Uh, Biden falsely said that Robert F. Kennedy and Martin... Luther King were assassinated in the 70s, late 70s. Wait, what? Which is, uh, they were assassinated in 68. Um. <laughs> we just but, had the 50-year anniversaries. Right. Um, when uh, both men were assassinated, he says, quote, none of you women would know, unquote, about activism in the 1960s. That's what he said. Mm. He said, none of you women would know. It's literally never okay to say that. There's literally, there's not one instance. Not one instance. Even, even if you're talking about, like, ball cancer, I don't even know what. Right. Women are literally the ones. It's he, still bad form to say none of you women would know. Yeah, because no matter, even if it's only, I mean, not even to say the problem problems with gender here, but... 
even if it's just prostate cancer, the number one caretaker of people suffering from prostate cancer are women. Okay. There's literally nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. I mean, this is, this is like the the all male panel. Right. There's literally nothing worth talking about that women have no say in. You know what I mean? That women don't, that women aren't experts in. There's nothing. There's nothing. Yeah. It's net. Who let him out of the house? <laughs> you women wouldn't know anything about it. It's, it's like... It's crazy. Woo! So that's the two... That's what's on offer right now, Tanya. That's what's... Uh, you Can't gotta... wait to vote. <laughs> Can't wait to fill up my car and drive to the polls. Look, I, I've been feeling pretty um, bearish. I guess that'd be the word. Pessimistic. I'm I'm, so, I'm selling right now on electoral politics. It's been a week. It's been one of those weeks so, where I'm like, "There's nothing we can fucking yeah, do here." I'm just yeah, just dusting my hands off. Like this is there's nothing we can do here. We need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Retreat to the hills. Start storing guns. <laughs> well, Stockpiling weapons. What's crazy is you know you know how bad it gets when people work me into a corner demanding answers. Yeah. How how crazy I get. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh I've, I know. I've explained this before. Oh, I, I know. I immediately I'm just end up talking about militarization <laughs> of the movement. Okay. The resistant except with if you tanks. talk long enough about the state of things that's the point you will arrive at. <laughs> but crazy. Like, I'm wrapping up my work day and starting to, like, pack up some things in my office. And my intern yells, um, or someone who's been working part, doing some part-time work for me, who I love, was like, hey, you have a visitor. And I, before I could say, I'm not here. <laughs> Before I could say, who has a visitor? Tanya, who has a visitor? Tanya already left for the day. I don't know where she... I don't know where she went to. Who knows? <laughs> Not here. Absent. <laughs> the man standing in front of me. Okay, so this was somebody Before from... I could say. This is yeah, I've been thinking this about already. this since you told me about it. Well, but I didn't hear the, the, the how it actually went. Because... Um, like somebody coming out of your past, ten years in your past, no less, and like asking how you are now. Yeah, it's a really funny. It's like I was like, what do you even? Oh, right. You want a ten year recap, man? It's like, <laughs> uh, okay, well, five hundred twenty five thousand. <laughs> Just a fast forward montage of the past ten years of your life. <laughs> how do you measure? Ten years in the life. Did you give um, him that routine? I should have. I just kind of stared blankly. But no, he's a Tribulates listener fan, oh, so okay. he'll be tuned in. Um, and it was very good to see him once I realized who he was. But uh, so shout out to Jaywalk. Apparently he has been, yeah, I didn't know this, but he's been living in Seattle. He's from Kentucky. Okay. He's been living in Seattle. He somehow ended up organizing with a bunch of Trillbillies fans in Seattle. Oh, yeah. Who knows, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, he said, apparently, this is what he told me, which I thought was pretty funny. He said, yeah, I was like in this, he called, some, you know, he used some resistance language I'm not familiar with, autonomous yeah. working group or something, I don't know. <laughs> and I just, literally, I think that's what he said. One of those words. Yeah, he was like, you kids, hey. Yeah. But yeah, he's he and I organized together in Kentucky 10 years ago around yeah. environmental stuff and some water quality stuff and like, yeah, it's 
did some work together. And um, he, he said, yeah, it was crazy. Like, I showed up to this, like, autonomous working group or something. He said, and I, like, just, like, floated it out. I was like, hey, has anyone heard of Trillbillies? And everyone was like, no. And just went on. He said, then three months later, he was three months ahead of his time. He said, then three months later, in another, like, space, like, whatever space I was in, yeah. someone showed up like, hey, has anybody heard about Trillbillies? And a few people were like, yeah, dude. <laughs> and then it became, like, a Trillbillies fan club. Damn. He was like, but I tried to float it before then. It took a little longer. Yeah. So I was like, what? That's how Christianity started. Yeah. You know? Oh. Now now Terrence is the Messiah. <laughs> Terrence is king of Israel. You heard here. I have been yes, that's right. I have been studying the tactics of the early Christians. Uh, how anyway, how yeah. to start a religious um political cult. <laughs> Your Google searchers. That's are my good. Google that's my Google search like, right now. We need to have a whole episode on Patreon that's just your Google searches. <laughs> us dramatic readings of your Google searches. We could do that. But anyway, he's at, he's like, well, what have you been up? He's like, oh, I lived in Washington and Seattle. And, blah, blah, blah. and I'm yeah. like, I've been here this whole time for 10 years. <laughs> I feel like a fucking idiot, right. honestly. He's I haven't like, left. Yeah, I was like, I've literally been here since the last time I saw you. Know, I, like, I was like looking around my office trying to think of something to tell him. <laughs> Would you say your life has gotten better? Or worse than ten years ago? Yeah, like are things generally better now? I'm having better sex okay. than I was well. ten years ago. That's something. Um, I'm making more money. Oh my! Well, it's close. Yeah, I think I'm oh, actually. <laughs> No, I am making more money. You have health care. Well, you had health care back then, too. Well, no. I, actually, I, I know. I didn't have health care when I was organizing with him because that was right before my KFTC oh, okay. days. I okay. Still, when I was, like, bopping around with him. Were you a bartender crew. at this time? Yeah, so I was bartending. So you're making pretty good money as a bartender. Yeah, I was, I was doing all right as a well, bartender. Well, you're probably drinking all the time, too, and that's probably, yeah. you know, you feel physically pretty shitty most yeah. of the time. But it was during that time that I got a free, well, I think I paid 20 bucks for an IUD at Planned Parenthood because I didn't have any health care. So that was that rolled. Yeah. An IUD would cost me $200 right now. And yeah. I have health care, so. God damn. <laughs> Why has the price gone up so much? Well, I think, yeah, you're right, the price has gone up. But um, 10 years later, it's just, I, I, I feel like I pay more out of pocket now because I have insurance <laughs> than I did when I didn't have insurance. And they would yeah. just, like, toss me into the, like, we're not getting anything out of that. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right. I was getting less quality care, <laughs> but it was still better than what I'm, like, than being in debt. And um, bill collectors are now calling me for, those are the only bills <clears throat> that I don't pay are my yeah. medical. I mean, I've paid some. But some of my medical bills, I'm just like, God, am I st- I've been paying on some medical bills longer than my fucking car. And I'm just like, I can't deal with it anymore. Same here. Same here. Yeah, it's like, fuck me up. It's bad. But on that note, did you see that thing going around about how, like, rural hospital administrators are freaking the fuck out about um, Medicare for all? Like, they're saying it will make them close down and lose all this fun. Yeah, I love this. I almost <laughs> wish, you know, I hate to give the Clintons any credit here. Let's not. We won't give the Clintons any credit. But <laughs> around the Clinton administration days, um, there was a pretty awesome um, daycare, uh, child care program uh-huh. that my mom was a part of. So my aunt was able to get paid to be my caregiver while my mom worked. Really? And she like, cared for like eight kids that lived um, in our camp. And... Uh, so that was like her career. She was able to like create a like daycare situation for like 
some people who were related and some not. Yeah. So we were like all there together all summer, which was really cool. Um, and turns out that happened and no daycare shut down. <laughs> really? <laughs> it was kind of, yeah. Like that, I'm sure like that was the same. Yeah. T- it's like, oh no, daycares will be out of business. <laughs> You're going to blow out the market. Right. Then we'll, then they'll shut down. You won't have the funding. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like the same, like, of course, of course they're in pandemonium because they cannot envision anything beyond the like. The like weird numbers they've been crunching for you know hundreds of years of whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just also just think rural people with power are really scared right now because they see it slipping away. That's their. I mean, oh yeah. Hal Rogers, like yeah, his yeah. power is slipping away. Right, right. Because um, it's because the economy of rural America is changing pretty yeah. rapidly. Yeah. And so the biggest industry around here is healthcare now. Mm-hmm. But so, it has been for a really long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably for about 20 or 30 years. Oh, yeah. Um but um I was think it's interesting though. <clears throat> I didn't read the article though. So I didn't read the whole thing. Um We're on that headline tip. <laughs> right. It's right. We're reading the headline. <laughs> but it's interesting like during the prison stuff, all of the healthcare CEOs around here supported the prison because all those guards would have <laughs> Government subsidized health care. Those people are sick. We need them here. We need people with poor mental health in our communities to support our new suboxone clinic, bitch. Uh, well, this is the th- I, this is what I don't understand. It's like, again, this is just pointing out a hypocrisy when one example is just like the fascist thing that the government wants to set up, but like. Those healthcare CEOs supported that because that's guaranteed healthcare, and that's all Medicare for all is. It's just a guaranteed government healthcare plan. Yeah. So it actually helped rural hospitals. Like, I'm, it, it honestly doesn't make sense <clears throat> because MCHC like, bl- like bloomed with the Affordable Care Act. Right, right. The, like Kentucky was one of the first states. Right. To um, opt in to Obamacare so much that in one of Obama's last um, State of the Unions, our governor was there. You right. That? Steve governor Brashear. Steve Brashear he was a special an... guest right. at State of the Union. He was there in the a- flesh. After the first State of the Union, it yeah. was him. He got a nod in the audience. The Trump State of the Union. Um, yeah. It was No, it was Obama's last. Oh, It was okay. Obama's State of the Union. Okay. Oh, one of Obama's last, either his, maybe his last one. But the the message was like, this will be Kentucky, the future of yeah, the Kentucky Democratic Party. Has already has already signed up a million people because right. we like we. I mean, there's only five million people in Kentucky, right. and we signed up like a million people right, right out the fucking gate, <laughs> right. a fifth of Kentuckians. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty like they might not be the exact number. No, but it was pre- it, insane. Yeah, it wasn't insane. It was like <laughs> half of our state is was not insured, <laughs> and now we are. <laughs> And so that was like the po- Kentucky yeah. was the early poster child. Well, and MCHC hired like 10 people full time immediately just to sign people up. Yeah. Come, you don't have to read, you don't have to write, you don't have to, if you can blink twice, <laughs> come get, roll your ass down to MCHC and we'll get you signed up. <laughs> yes, because government subsidized shit. Like, yep. I mean, it creates jobs. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Crazy to say, right? Yeah. I mean, this is the thing that, like, sort of tears me in two because on one side, it's like, that's nothing more than a sort of, like, social democratic welfare state thing. Like, that's what Bernie wants. They want Medicare for all. Like, we need something beyond Medicare for all. But at the same time, it's like, it's pretty easy to, like, um, 
I, this must just be some sort of like lobbying front group, I guess. That's like trying to like protect the industry. Like they don't want it to be taken over by the government. They don't want the healthcare industry to be taken over by the government. I guess. I mean, these are just right wingers with a little with enough power to be yeah. quoted in a bullshit article exactly. at this point. Exactly. It's pretty bizarre. I mean, these aren't. These are people who are concerned with how much money can be made, in, right? And not pe- not people's access to care or like how many nurses they can hire and exactly. that kind of shit. Now, yeah, people who um, are shareholders of uh, health cor- healthcare mm-hmm. corporations and all that. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, there are also probably people who are getting kickbacks from insurance companies because insurance companies aren't seen as a next, like they can't be quote. They're not going to quote insurance right. companies talking about this. You right, know, right. like that's just. Yeah. Um, um, well, on that same note, yeah. I had something I wanted to show you. Anywho, I, well, I um, I saw this person that I was yeah, yeah, organized with 10 about, years ago, and about. he just kept being like, well, what's going on with you? And I was like, well, I'm leaving this job, and yeah, I've been here this whole time, been living here for 10 years, uh-huh. wah, 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 and he's like, yeah, I've been in Washington, and Seattle, and all these places, I'm like, <laughs> that's cool, man. <laughs> But, um, they, and then he's just like, well, yeah, like, what are you doing? Like, what are you thinking? Um, you know, where are you at? I'm just like, <laughs> like intellectually? I, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. I could have went anywhere. I don't, I don't really know what to say, but of course I found myself talking about blowing up coal, uh, <laughs> and, which I've mentioned before. And, um, I was like, you know, man, I'm just trying to, uh, see past the nonprofit system I've been trapped in for 10 years and and you know it's unclear to me what <laughs> my future beyond this looks like I'm just still I'm still trying to escape and and he was like uh-huh yeah wow you know, very profound yeah I was like I'm trying to get out I'm trying to get out of here <clears throat> but I was like um but I'm, I'm just really trying to focus on some creative work make some money outside the system so that when shit pops off I'm like ready to go yeah um, and my job isn't uh, connected. Like, my job, like, I'm not going to lose my ability to support myself in any way because of any something I do politically. Yeah. Because that's the situation I've been in for 10 years. Yeah, totally. Um, and it has rained down on me. <laughs> yeah. So, and I was just like, yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to, you know, and, and I just think trying to do more creative things is harm reduction. It's like trying to take care of myself a little better. He was just like, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I think I could have said anything and he would have been like, yeah, man, it's great. It's good. Yeah, you just need to support. <clears throat> I was like, I don't know, but what have I been doing for 10 years? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, well, this is uh, in response to whatever I said. I'm not, I, this is not verbatim what I said. I was just like, you know, stumbling around. Who knows what I actually said? But in response to whatever it was I said, he said, you know, I know a lot of people that are really at an existential crisis moment right now. And I was like, huh, is that? <laughs> I looked behind me like, uh, is, is that what I That's said? Is that, is that me? Oh, nuts. I was like, well, I think a lot of people are, you know, finally realizing that incremental change is over like it's just not gonna help anymore like um i mean i I did talk about incrementalism i was like this is just not working obviously and um collapse is upon us (laughs) so it's just like working to inch us in a direction is not i mean the house is on fire right so 
starting now to work on the fire detectors, is it? Yeah. It's not, it's really not an option. That's a good answer. Ten years ago, I definitely believed in some sort of like incremental. That's what he and I were doing. Theory of, right, right. That's what he and I were doing right. ten years ago. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of over that. It took me, you know, ten, eight, eight to ten years. Well, see, you have wisdom now. Do so that's I? good. Wisdom is worth it. Like that's I can worth tell you, I didn't feel wise <laughs> when I was speaking. It's worth staying in a place for 10 years, Tanya. Because then you learn something about yourself. I've lost all of it. <laughs> and the place you live. But a lot, not a lot of people can say that, you know? That, like not a lot of people, like I think in our sort of generation, there's a lot of like tr- sort of transience and moving around. And, and I think that's natural. Like you, you yeah, want to try to. Totally natural. Yeah, yeah, totally. You want to find a place that's good for you. Um but we planted roots here. Well, what I think, this always, you know how just like sometimes just random shit will just stick with you and, then yeah. you and you recall it so often that it becomes probably unhealthy? I know you know. Oh, I know. I know you know this. <laughs> but um, so a coworker of mine, like a good friend of mine, we've worked together for basically 10 years now. We've yeah. followed each other to different jobs. Um, and... Before, right before that, she had cre- she had done this like creative project where she um, gave postcards to a bunch of people in her community. This community, <laughs> yeah. Here, here, she had like given out a bunch of postcards and then she turned them into a book. And it was like a lot of like peers and elders and all these people it was just like you know just like write a message to yourself to your past self, you know, just yeah. like and then. Um, created a, a book, like a literal physical hard hard copy book out of it. And a lot of them are really cutesy and inspirational. The one, the only one I remember that I recall often, and it's a guy I still see. It's like an old man. He's retired and I see him around occasionally. He told me a funny joke last time I saw him. I uh-huh. saw him at seed time. His card said, I thought I could change things here. I was wrong. <laughs> Damn. And honestly, I feel like that's all I want to say in my exit interview <laughs> to, for this job. That's how I felt at the end of my last job. I thought I could change. I was clearly very wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> Happy to report that was a mistake. That was a mistake. That was false. I was wrong. So, yeah, I just... Um, uh, what have you been doing the last year? I've been wrong. I've been, been wrong. <laughs> I've been wrong. No. You gain wisdom when you're wrong, you know? You, Yeah, that's what, that's the only way to um, to find value in failure. Yeah. That uh, you do it differently next time or something. Yeah. I don't know if that pertains well here since the house is on fire. So I, f- I find that you have to do things just to know if you're going to be right or wrong. Um because that's how you grow. Mm. If you're wrong, you really grow. If you're wrong, or you don't. Sometimes you get trapped, yeah. and then that's when the bad phase of your life comes. And yeah, <laughs> there's, there have definitely been times recently, but mostly in my past, where I, I've literally watched myself behaving terribly. And yes, couldn't couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, but it's because you can't grow. I know that sounds like in really like Joe Rogan type shit, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I was going to read you that comment we got before we. Oh, good. Yeah, right, we got right as I was about to walk yeah, in. Yeah, get me out of this. I'm, <laughs> I'm spy. This just happened to me like 20 minutes before you got here. What then? The guy showed up. Oh, so it's like this is the freshest. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, this is. I gotta let it go. This, this is relevant. This is relevant. So okay. this, um, this is irrelevant. This is irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to me. Um, the first part of this comment is 
bad, so just bear with me. Not trying to hate on y'all, but East Kentucky is already very socialist. So many welfare rats who don't want to work, it's sad. Mm. I'm a Trump-supporting conservative, but it is good to people... It is good to see people like you who do love your home area instead of hating our people like a lot of people on the left do. Thank you for that. I thought that was very interesting. What did we post for them to comment on? It was one of it was actually an Instagram comment. That's what I'm saying. What was, was it, it was, on? It was it uh, was on the post about the upcoming tour with Lee Baines, uh. which I need to clarify. We're only doing four dates of that tour. Tom was sharing around like the whole poster. Yeah, we can't get our we can't get our own poster together. Clearly, like we can very rarely get anything together. We're we're hanging on by a friend. We really are. I, I keep telling myself as soon as I go down to part time, I'm going to be able to like whip us into shape. But it's probably I, I was wrong again. I thought I would be able to do that too. But the thing is, is like most of my days are just a frenzied mess where I'm just confused all day. Um, I and get, then it's like record time. <laughs> okay, let's do this. Exactly. <laughs> yep. I, t- I like step out of my life for an hour and a half, sit down to a mic, and <laughs> exit it again like nothing even happened. What a bizarre comment, though. That read like a speaker piece. <laughs> it didn't did. it? You bunch of holler rat motherfuckers. Yeah, oh, yeah. But, you know, it, it could was be a worse. backhanded com- compliment in a way. Yeah, very passive aggressive. <clears throat> Which I've come to understand well. Yeah. I'm an expert in receiving passive-aggressive communication. Oh, same here. <laughs> same here. Holy shit. <clears throat> um, I'll give you two wraps out of this episode. You can either get Speak Your Peace, or you can get a New York Magazine co- article called How Moscow Mitch is Helping Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> We could actually do both. <clears throat> Why the fuck not? We, we need content. What, where are we at over there? I can't We're at 42 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like recording in here. Um, I mean, it's got a weird vibe to it. Like, uh, No natural light. Right, right. Mm, no cats. Right. Kind of sucks. It does suck. And it's in my building, so. <laughs> There's not a single day. window in this room. No, just oh, just one-way mirrors essentially, so people could watch us. It's basically like we're let's in have a, a live show in here. We should, and everyone could be the audience could be over there. We can see like pack forty people into the studio next door. <laughs> All right, check this out. <clears throat> Sid Whedon first met Mitch McConnell at a 1978 prayer luncheon in Louisville. What's this guy's name? <laughs> Sid Whedon. <laughs> Give me a break. Sid Weed and Tanya. Change your name, Sid. (laughs) Please. When the now Senate majority leader was serving in his first elected office. Over the years, the retired Presbyterian minister and lifelong Democrat would regularly run into McConnell at the local Kroger store. (laughs) I've stared at him eye to eye over the oranges before. But until this year, Whedon had never opened his wallet in an attempt to defeat McConnell. Like those of thousands of Americans, his first donation to the Kentucky Democratic Party was spurred by a phenomenally successful new line of merchandise built around the one nickname the self-professed Grim Reaper doesn't embrace, Moscow Mitch. Wednesday marks two weeks since the KDP began selling its line of Moscow Mitch merch, headlined by a red t-shirt with the slogan, Just Say Niet to Moscow Mitch. I, I... 
Just say <laughs> As I was reading this, I was grinding my teeth so fucking hard. And I didn't even realize I was doing it. Was it right when I sent you that picture today? <laughs> it was right around that time. God damn. In that time, the party, which is also selling beer koozies, shot glasses, and Cossack-style hats, has brought in $500,000 on 13,526 unique sales. Each of those is a donation to the Kentucky Democratic Party, and more than 90% have come from people like Whedon who have never before given to the state party. <laughs> because they don't fucking live here. Because they're buying. Because <laughs> he's in D.C.? He ran into him at the D.C. Grocery? No, he lives in Louisville. Uh, <clears throat> wait, so they're, they're buying Moscow Mitch merch. Yeah, but it's like, I guarantee you the vast majority of people buying Moscow Mitch merch are people who don't live in Kentucky. <laughs> Woo. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of people in Kentucky buying it. It's probably yeah. actually like 50-50 or something. Mm. I would actually like to know the percentage. They're not going to be releasing that information, <laughs> I can tell you right now. Right. We but won't know they that. Uh, we know he was underwater, but this really gave us an indication of how angry the people are, said Nicole Irwin, communications director for the Kentucky Democratic Party. <laughs> I'd like to know the names of these people, honestly. Let's write that down. Uh, Nicole that? Irwin. <laughs> Can we get coffee or something? Maybe Please. out back uh, behind uh, behind a big, you know, uh, a brownfield or something. I'd like to I'd like to leave you there for for good, honestly. <laughs> I'm sorry, is this Patreon? Brownfield? Oh, I don't know. You'd meet me out back a brownfield real quick. A toxic waste. Catch me outside. I don't want to strangle you with my bare hands. So. <laughs> Nicole added that the Moscow Mitch items are the largest merch campaign the party has ever done. It blows everything else out of the water, she said. What else have you done? (laughs) What name one other campaign besides Ditch Mitch? Oh, shit. Name one. You know, they had that uh, Allison Lundergren Grimes thing where she, like, went into a coal mine. There was that. What what merch came out of that? Were they selling hard hats? I I don't know. Headlamps? I remember seeing a commercial on a big billboard for it um, around Prestonsburg. Nothing even compares, yeah. Oh, God damn. You okay? I swear to God, I was grinding my teeth so hard when I was reading this. Yeah, relax. Erwin traced the idea for the Moscow Mitch merch back to Robert... (laughs) That fucking phrase, Moscow Mitch merch. (laughs) You can't, you can't. I fucking hate it okay. so much. Ta- do yourself a favor. Release your shoulders from your earlobes. <laughs> All right. Release. Relax. relax your shoulders. Let's, 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 we need to start having little, like, breathe. We're going to start meditating. This is just going to become a meditation. Trillbilly meditation podcast. I want to try to read this as calmly as possible. Do what you can. Irwin traced the idea for the Moscow Mitch merch back to Robert Mueller's congressional testimony last month. Oh, did he? The former special counsel warned of the Russian government's continued efforts to interfere in our election, and McConnell, who had infamously stopped the Obama administration from making a bipartisan condemnation of Russian election interference in 2016, responded by blocking two pieces of election security legislation in the Senate. His moves drew criticism from the likes of Dana Milibank, who called McConnell a Russian asset in the pages of the Washington Post, and Joe Scarborough, who accused Moscow Mitch of aiding and abetting Putin's ongoing attempts to subvert U.S. democracy. Oh, they really got him. (laughs) Oh, I'm getting him now. He's a Russian asset. They got him, Tanya. 
Um, well, anyways, we felt like the KDP was in a really unique position to hold the Senate Majority Leader accountable, Irwin said. We've really seen the cells take off, and we feel like it's largely because we have this warning that we need to do something to ramp up election security. And even though bipartisan elections, election security has been proposed, Mitch McConnell refused to take a stand. Oh, my God. KDP, KGB. <laughs> I don't know. Let's I don't know. To taint them as yeah. Russian assets. <laughs> he who smelt it, dealt it, bitch. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, interesting that you're trying, you're raising so much awareness of this. How do you know what a what a Russian hat looks like, huh? <laughs> yeah. Huh? 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 <laughs> this is so fucking dumb. The thing is, Tanya, is that this really, like, um brings home for me that there is still a lot of resistance people out there and there's still a lot of like with her Hillary types out there and unless the Bernie Sanders campaign can somehow pivot its attention and work and priorities to the working class then it does no chance because um, there is still a sizable portion of our country who thinks that the way out of this is... Moscow Mitch Pence. Moscow Mitch Pence. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, as I was saying earlier, I'm bearish on this election thing um, because I'm really starting to think it's not going to fucking matter one way or the other. I mean... I Can mean, you imagine four, four years of Biden after Trump? Oh, my God. The entire four years... Well, it's not surmise, but the entire no, four, four years will be him making fun of Trump. <laughs> That's what it will be. Yeah, he will absolutely. spend four years saying, "Well, well, when when Trump was here, he will use Trump's name to stay relevant." Absolutely, it's just like Trump has done, like with Obama. Like nothing can actually move forward. No, the government, like everything, is just ground down to a halt. It's incredible, really. <laughs> it's incredible. Bernie needs to win and then institute workers' councils, go around the country, do like a Hugo Chavez thing. Institute workers' councils where like we just start creating a sort of like shadow government that can uh, then sort of like take things over. Because this motherfucker is going down. Like this thing is – it's done. This whole American experiment thing, it's it's not fucking working. (laughs) It's experiment. Like (laughs) – even, like when it was working, it was doing some really fucking crazy things, as we saw, like with Mitch. Like when it was really fucking working really well in the eighties and nineties, like we saw with Hal and Reagan and the Clintons. Like when they were actually making things happen, they were horrible things, a horrible, terrible thing. But they could do it. They could. They were getting away with murder. Yeah, but um, but yeah, no. I mean, like this thing is uh, it's gonna balkanize or something real bad is gonna happen. So. I'm telling you, set up workers' councils, do whatever you fucking takes. This motherfucker's going down. We're running out of yarn, people. <laughs> we can't link it anymore. Yeah, this is bad. We're out of yarn and tax. Yeah. I mean, everything is just like regurgitating itself. It's like the other day, like it's like this Disney stuff, this Marvel um, Universe stuff. Like I was reading the other day about how like um, Spider-Man would have gone into public domain um, in like 1970s or like like mm-hmm. I don't know recently yeah. um, with the copyright laws we had up until 1978 but then like after that 
um, you know, large corporations could like hold on to these artistic um, uh, products and then just fucking cash in on them for forever, for perpetuity. Like culture itself is ground to a fucking stop. Nothing new is being created there. Yeah. The whole thing is... Well, I mean, all the like, you know, the the like, the startup now, the like booming businesses um, are all corporations that don't actually own anything or create anything. Yeah. They're just moving people around electronically. Yeah. I mean, Uber, well... Uber... And how, when's the last Facebook. time you watched something like Jimmy Fallon? It's awful. I know, that's well, well, you know, someone we know was recently on Jimmy right, Fallon, right. and that's how we all found out that it's so bad. And all the shows are like that. And SNL's like, like this is the thing. Everybody I talk to, and even myself, I know this. Like, we're actually funny than those people, and we're not even that funny. You know what I mean? Like, we could actually do their job. You know what I mean? It would be better at it than they are. But like, that's the thing. Like, culture itself has sort of like ground down to a whole, like the the sort of most meritorious of us and and yeah. funny of us aren't even rising up it's anymore. Just a, it's just a paid, <laughs> it's everything's just a paid advertisement right. now. Basically, I'm I'm um, covering for us when we don't actually amount to anything. We fail miserably. I just blame it on. The, oh, it's the culture. We never got a shot at anything. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you're a boomer. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You've been a you've been a boomer. We already know. Hallelujah! Are you gonna sail us off this cliff with speak your piece? Yeah, I might. I mean, please, there's, please do. I mean, it's not. I can't do. Tom, I like. I can't do it justice like Tom does. That's the thing. So it might not even be. What do you mean? You know, Tom is like speak your piece as recounted by Tom is a specific like. Yeah, he does a good job. A specific thing. There's a lot in here though about the we Harlan. Can rotate. Oh, we there's could. a lot in about Harlan. Yeah, it's weird. It covers the spectrum. There's a oh. lot of a lot of them are like those coal miners are taking handouts from people giving donations, <laughs> and it, it's you know it makes no fucking sense. Um, but they also mentioned how Bernie's campaign sent them pizza. Oh, nice. Were you there on the day that they sent them pizza? Fuck yeah, I ate Bernie pizza. Yeah, I did too. I was there too. And like <clears throat> I did, I hadn't seen it online. I was just and I was I hadn't ate any of the pizza because I was like I don't want to eat these people's pizza. Like right. I don't feel like I've earned this pizza, you know. Right. And then Lil was straight up like, yeah, this fucking Bernie pizza, man. Bernie bought this pizza. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And they were like, no. Somebody from his office called and was like, how can we help? And, and they were like, well, we got a bunch of people coming. You could probably always order some Pizza Hut. And she said, then like 30, they said 30 boxes showed up. Oh, yeah. So I was like, fuck yeah, I'm about to eat this. Bur- Somebody take a picture of me eating Bernie pizza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was so into it. Yeah, I, I ate some too. That was a weird day. Yeah. That was a totally weird day. It was weird. And I heard some wild shit that day. There's been, it's, oh God. The world will probably never know all the like crazy shit that went down in Harlan County I over got, this time. And it's not over yet, of course. No, I saw this tweet from somebody that said, um, oh shit, hold on, let me find it real quick. It, it was so bizarre. Oh, this Kentucky call story is so, so good. The 24 hour tent city actually sounds like a bit of a partisan free utopia. It, when I, so I've only been there one day, uh, so I, I don't really know a whole lot about this at all. I mean, there's people who have been literally living there for three weeks. But when I was there, it was highly like political. Like, Oh, yeah, everybody was having – there's been like daily meltdowns of yeah. like – of all the things that can and will happen when people who don't know each other are put into a 24-hour encampment right, together. Right, right, right. You know, like yeah. – 
a lot of uh, there are a lot of beautiful stories of solidarity and there's a lot of bullshit yeah on so on friday when i was there um a bunch of truck drivers showed up and they were like hardcore maga people like oh, yeah. one of them was even a three percenter he, this motherfucker shows up to a space where they have like trash Trump. They've tried. They've like trashed all yeah. these all these Republican politicians. The fucking governor had showed up and people trashed him. And this motherfucker shows up and and he's there for five minutes and tells the New York Times that he's there with uh, blue smoke matters or something crazy. <laughs> blue, yeah, uh, black smoke matters. Black smoke That's matters. Yeah. Just Black, like, yeah, no. Like, Black smoke matters. They've it's turned trucking. the trucker identity into yeah. a, yeah, like an identitarian category. It's insane. <laughs> it's completely. And what was nuts is like, they it's just, really fash. That's what's so dark about it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just, very fash. They just, I guess they just like rung up somebody at the thing. We're like, hey, uh, me and my trucker friends going to come down there and we're going to run an action out on the road in front of y'all. We're going to block the road for you. And they were like, what? Yeah. They like, they did like Black Lives Matter tactics. They shut down. A, a conduit of of transportation of commerce, like for an activist cause. That's it's very fucking scary. It was like they're borrowing all the language and tactics of the left. Yeah, but they're like insane MAGA yeah. fuckers. It's fucking nuts. And and it's like that's and none of it was strategic. It wasn't like anyway, whatever. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, You know, is this Patreon? Right. I, I don't think so. I don't know. <sighs> anyway, probably not. Like the organizers who are camping there, like this isn't strategic. We're shutting down a road that only people in our community use. Yeah, right. This right. isn't a fucking road to uh, the hill. This isn't a fucking yeah. Capitol Hill driveway. Right. This isn't um, an interstate that's moving commerce. This is like people in our community are driving to school and work. Right. It's fucking 119. <laughs> you know, right, it wasn't right. strategic. Yeah. It was all for show for the MAGA motherfuckers. It was. The, that was it. It was all for show for the MAGA guys. Yeah. It was but crazy. They worked through it, and, like, I think the miners were really energized by having... Um, Oh yeah, they were pumped. from far away, and yeah, and you know, you got all these fucking truckers out there blowing their horn. We, we, while I was there, you and I basically tag team. But while right. I was there, the truckers like went on this like five minute honkathon, and it sounded like it was like Morse code, like they were communicating <laughs> with each other. I was like, is this? Do you think they have a language that we don't know? They probably it's do. Like, hur, 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 hur. <laughs> you know, they're just like communicating in this bizarre honkathon. And Conservative Morse code. Yeah. Trump, yeah. Which is all just honks. Maga Morse code. Yeah, Maga Morse code. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, and he was just being a complete, I mean, this guy was just, these, most of these people were awful that showed up. And so then the encampment had to, like, deal with a bunch of shit that they had been working through to make it um, a really liberatory space in yeah. this encampment. They had to be like, okay, well, we, you know, we're, we want support. We want these people to come help us. Um, or And we, like... You know, it took a while. It's not like the people were like, hey, we're MAGA motherfuckers and we're rolling in tomorrow. It took a while to unpack what was going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, And definitely, you know, I think it was taken by quite a bit of shock when he's like, yeah, we're with Black Smoke Matters. And everybody was just like, what the? <laughs> no one is with that. Scratch that from, the, you know, everyone just panics. They're just like ready to burn down every tent that they had set up themselves and be like, no, no, no. Black Smoke Matters. This crazy shit. No, it is. It's totally crazy. But they handled it very well and actually. Yeah, they did. They were um, great. Yeah, and the signs were awesome. They were basically like, you know, we're cult miners against like corporate greed and all this shit. Okay. That's very partisan. Uh, because 
trust me, there is a there are two parties. Partisan utopia. There there are two parties who uh, that is kind of their whole thing. Corporate yeah. greed. It's like when uh, RBG said the Supreme Court was nonpartisan. Right, right. So it kind of sounds like there's not a, currently um, a political party or infrastructure to court the vote of people who are against corporate greed. Yeah, don't fly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, wild. Jesus fucking Christ. Well, yeah, that Bernie pizza was good. It was. It was. I drank a lot of Gatorade but, and um, ate pizza. You know what's wild is I heard that. Um, sorry, that was my foot. I'll say, did we, is there a knock at the door? That was my foot. Sorry. We can scratch this if we decide to. We've had enough break in volume um, that you could cut this. But it, apparently, like in the like mm. late one evening, like a handful or less of socialist worker party motherfuckers showed up. That's what I heard. <clears throat> acted wild. That's what I heard. Showed up with pam. I mean, all they do is like try to organize people into specific. I, mean, I shouldn't say not. All, I shouldn't say all they do, but yeah, yeah, yeah. what they do is organize people in a couple narrow fields. Right. And remember, um, Tom is a member of them. Yeah, Tom was unknowingly <laughs> a socialist worker's party member. Yeah. What Tom does, in fact, is make does. pamphlets and sell them to people. Right, like, right. That's how they make a lot of money. They That's how they make their life. That's how they do yeah, their yeah, fundraising yeah. and stuff. They show up to this motherfucking encampment with Black Jewel Miners on the cover of their fucking magazine trying to sell it to miners for five fucking dollars they are hawking like guys that haven't had paychecks in fucking months literally they are literally hawking pamphlets like fucking like fucking christians right right like fucking uh jehovah's witness motherfuckers (laughs) show up with you you your picture is on the uh, cover. Trying to sell it back to you. Trying to sell it to you for $5. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. I'm surprised they didn't get their asses kicked. Yeah. But what they did do was leave a bad enough taste in miners' mouths that they, now they don't want Bernie to come down here. Right. I heard that. I heard that. that or they were like, at least suspicious of it. They're like, no campaigning. No right. campaigning on the tracks. You know, they're like, set up these rules, which they probably should have set those up earlier. You know, great. Good. Right. But what the literal fuck, dude? Yeah. I just cannot, like, the audacity. (laughs) Yeah, well. um, The fucking audacity. No, I mean, it's completely. And, of course, they hear socialism. They think Bernie, and they're like, right, right. It is very bizarre because, like, the Socialist Workers Party is, like, a splinter group of a splinter group. I mean, like, they're, like, Trotskyist, you know? Mm. Like, their analysis is specifically derives from like a nine year time window in the 1920s <laughs> and then i don't know it's just i don't know but um yeah words of the wise don't do that if you're trying to organize people this or, is not the i know they showed up that. for like three hours like right. in the middle of the night stayed in a hotel yeah. like right i mean like there's not a whole lot of i mean like obviously like we're not or experts or organizers but just like feels like I organizing like one oh one, like just don't do that. I just can't help but think that they've been telling this story at like fifteen times a day since they left. Yeah. Like we <laughs> took we took the materials to the people on the tracks, man. The masses. Like they yeah, we even like, uh, they're invested. They're invested. That's so that's so bleak. I mean, is there do you need a better sort of like anecdote or metaphor for like the state of like the um, what I would consider to be sort of like communist left. <laughs> I mean, 
Don't be fucking awkward. God I mean, it's it. not that yeah. hard. <laughs> be cool, bitch. Be cool. Let's <laughs> fucking chill the fuck. Right. Use some common sense. Yeah. We, but are, we are truly lacking in common sense. But yeah, honestly, yeah. I don't blame us because shit's crazy. Shit ain't common, honestly. Shit, you're right. You're, shit, there is no baseline. Yeah, there's no baseline anymore, but it's like... <laughs> Well, I think what I do have from 10 years in one spot is some common fucking sense. Right, right. I know how to fucking deal with people. I, I could, I, 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 when I, while I was being told this, I was clamoring to, you know, unstationary things around me trying to support my body because I was about to fall to the ground this in spinning. horror, in disbelief. I was SpongeBob. These yeah. words were coming out in all caps, and I could not compute uh, i couldn't believe it it's incredible really <clears throat> well here's the thing everybody wants to be like a savior you know everybody like wants to like oh, the uh, savior complex yeah yeah peak on the left oh <laughs> yeah oh it's really really bad we uh <clears throat> we've dabbled ourselves well we live in a highly individualistic age yeah, we were wrong <laughs> We were. And you are too, my friend. Meet me out back the brownfield. Oh, Jesus. I've, yeah, I really do want to kill those people. <laughs> I was so upset. I was just like, this is unfucking believable. Yeah. And it might stop Bernie from coming and like yeah. boosting this story that's only gotten like two national headlines. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but <clears throat> it wasn't on the Sunday page of the New York Times, I don't think. It was published on Monday. It wasn't even in my New York Times evening briefing right i only check them occasionally but when that one dropped i was like oh i wonder if it's going to be in this and it wasn't well i guess the new york times is and you know this what is was? not a, a three no- russian stories right yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> it's always like mosque you know it's some <laughs> russian story and i'm like right what, what, is, what, is, what right. are you doing and this, and i like campbell uh we love campbell we had him on the show he's the one who wrote the thing um and if yeah, I had Campbell's to, great. He, yeah. and he, and and his he story did was, really well with yeah, that story. Yeah. Even uh, rarely does anyone hear like a story that comes out about the region mm-hmm. and the New York Times. And everyone's been like, no, he did a good job. And if I had to guess, I would say that the New York Times justification for it is like people get laid off all the time. There's people blah, blah, blah. And it and so I, it did get me to thinking like what about it is such a compelling story that is important for like people on the left or for anybody, like, what is it about? What does it say about our current reality? Honestly, I, I was think I was talking out loud about this today that I found out recently that our nearest like trauma unit, Holston Valley, like a lot of people, well, Pikeville Medical Center now has a trauma unit. That's yeah. pretty basic. But before that, uh, everyone had to be sent to Kingsport to Holston Valley Medical Center. Right. And there has been an over 100 day protest outside that hospital by mothers protesting them exiting their NICU and other like women's services at that hospital. Holy shit. They've cut them out. And women have been like protesting for over 100 fucking days. Have, this is literally the first time I've even heard of this. Exactly. I, this just came to my acknowledgement. Too. And Where I was, was like, it at? Holston, Tennessee? It's in Kingsport, Tennessee. Okay. Kingsport, where we go to Aldi, our right, nearest right, Aldi. Right, right. <laughs> and and it's, um, it, you know, honestly, if you had a baby here that needed to be in the NICU, you'd probably go there. Right, like they, right. they service most of Eastern Kentucky. They they have, a, because they have, like, they're the nearest trauma unit, they're our nearest VA hospital. Yeah. They are like, they service um, a huge Appalachian region. Um, 
and, and they're trying to get rid of they they are they're cutting they're what cutting the a bunch fuck? of this stuff and i'm sure it's just like you know they're cost kidding yeah measures. it's bullshit but all these women are like no the fuck not where are we what are we yeah. supposed to do there's literally no other option and it hasn't been in the news no it hasn't been all. anywhere and so i probably have <clears> some of these details wrong because i'm having a hard time finding out what's going on i'm ready to drive down there this weekend and be like sis what's happening yeah, help yeah. please what the fuck do we do and i and it, and it makes me want to like maybe the next rabbit hole you can go down when you come out of this uh how rogers <laughs> tailspin is you can i i think we could do good of just like pulling together a full uh appalachian like current protest moment like what what encampments yeah fucking strikes right what picket lines are visible in just in Appalachia right now? Because it's a lot. We have people in tree stands right now yeah. blocking the fucking pipeline. Yeah, blocking pipelines. We have like there are people fucking up corporate transportation. Like people trying to either build shit, move shit, cut shit. Like we have people standing in the way right now in the region, and I would love to see like. Uh, just like a full report like port of what all's going on because it's hard to track all of it because it's getting zero one there's zero national coverage of shit like that unless yeah. it's like some maga shit you're right right um but two <clears throat> we've we've had to cut so much of our local regional journalism there's so little to go around that it's not being covered locally either right right uh, I mean, WYMT's only been out to Harlan a handful of times. Yeah, they should be out there every fucking day. There should be a daily report of what's going on on those tracks. You right, know what I mean? Right. And we're just and like the closest you've come to that, it's probably WMMT reporters. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Um, and we're and we don't have money f- like that. We don't have no funding for that. Yeah. This is like very. It's, it's just. Yeah. And and the videos that we've made here at Apple Shop were kids who came and picked up cameras and were like, this is happening in my community. I'm making videos. They weren't paid. Right. Not one penny was spent on it. Right. It's crazy. So it's just like this This shit's not being covered. I have no idea what's going on in East Tennessee, but it impacts me in a big way. Right. Because that's the that's my closest NICU. Right. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I guess like corporate media doesn't find... Like resistance, actual resistance. Shocker. You know, uh, newsworthy. Um, yeah, shocker. Yeah, this is a. Anyway, I feel like we could probably come up with a roundup. Yeah, we could totally. Let's 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 do a roundup. We should go down there this weekend too. I I could I could use an Aldi trip, honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to Target. Yeah, um, we could go to Target. Oh, we're eating at Cheddar's for sure. Yeah, go to Cheddar's. <laughs> Waffle, ha- they've got a Waffle House. I uh, know, that's true. <laughs> well, how do we choose, honestly? Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> well, we'll uh, we'll look into it. Let's do it. All right. We got over an hour. Wow. So we can go ahead and head out. Um, I just wanted to say, though, before we leave, um, God rested a thousand years after his six-day creation of the races. Second Peter 3.8. Then he created the man Adam, who would be a farmer, Genesis 2.5. Adam was placed in the Garden of Eden and was told not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of the good and evil. This tree is symbolic of Satan. Genesis 2.21-25 tell, tell about Eve's creation. Adam was put to sleep and God removed what is called a rib in the Bible. In the Hebrew language, it is called curve. 
Strong's Concordance number 6763. Oh my god. In 1962, biologists received awards for their research of the double-strand helix curve that contains the DNA that determines traits. In Genesis 2.25, Adam and Eve are in the garden, naked and not ashamed. I think what they're saying is that, like, the Bible foretold DNA. <laughs> like, it's saying that, like, people knew this whole time. Just, the Christians knew. I just love that they reference, like, <clears throat> they give you the footnote or, like, the... <laughs> yeah, the, the, um, the verse numbers. Yeah. Because they're like, check me, bitch. <laughs> Fucking check me. <laughs> Look it up. Look right, it up. Right. Just check it out. Like, no one has ever read... Like, these are secret, encrypted texts somewhere. Right. Google it. Wow. Uh, wow, wow, wow. To a certain girl in Sexton's branch, you are fooling with fire this time, this time around. The best thing you can do is lock your doors and never open them up for that gentleman. He is bad news. Wow. Nothing about the car chase at Pine Creek? Nothing about the car chase, about the car chase Tanya. I thought for sure that would land in speak your yeah. piece. I used to be a big football fan before the Kaepernick thing. Anybody who still watches the National Football League does not care about his or his, her country. Thank you a lot. <laughs> oh, that could go either way, honestly. Right. Because they still, Kaepernick still oh, doesn't have a job. That's true. You know what I mean? It could go either way. It could be someone. The NFL has fucked Kaepernick out of a career. <laughs> that's a glass half full reading of that, Tanya. Thank you for that. I do, Ten years, I do have a little optimism left. That's right. You've got it. That's right. Um... Let's see. What else do you want? Lordy, Lordy, she's from Roxana and she's 40. What did you do this time to get run off? Is that a lyric to a song? Um, all right. Who knows? I'll give you one more and we can leave. Unless you want to read one. How about you pick one, huh? Yeah. Tell, tell me what you Usually got. these are circled. Yeah, I didn't have time to prepare them today. This is the first time we've oh, done Speak one, Your Piece on here. Is there one here. about Matt Jones? Oh, we didn't even talk about that. That's another thing in well, the sort that's, of... that's Tom. Tom needs that to do that. Th- this, Tom this... is fired up about that. Oh, yeah. Have you noticed that? He's been tweeting about it a lot. He loves it. He's fired up. Speaking of, we didn't even acknowledge that Tom just wasn't even here. It just jumped right in. Hi, Tom. Yeah, he's just... Uh, he lives in Lexington now. He's, oh. He's by coast. He's, he's moved up. Moved on without us. He's currently trying to get his footing, but he has concocted a way to cut off an hour to the of the drum. Yeah, <laughs> Tom has been Tom's actually been working diligently on teleportation. So he thinks he's had a he's found a hair brain scheme to cut down an hour from Lexington to Whitesburg. I have to call BS on that. If I were Matt Jones, I would get myself a big lazy boy recliner and sit in front of the WLEX TV building in Lexington with a cooler and a big baloney sandwich, just like those black jewel miners are doing in Cumberland. I would protest the heck out of their decision to fire me. And the eagle speaks as it so rarely does. The caller is referring to WLEX-TV's decision to fire Kentucky Sports Radio founder and host Matt Jones from his second job as co-host of a popular daily TV show, Hey Kentucky, after Jones announced he would be writing a book about U.S. Senator Mitch McConnell titled, Mitch, Please. (laughs) I gotta call my man on that terrible name for a book. It's even worse than Ditch 
Mitch. That's yeah, ditch Mitch. Please, Mitch, it's worse please. than ditch Mitch. Yeah, it's worse. It totally is. I mean, it is fucked up. This is how bad things are because, like, the Amy McGrath, like, campaign manager, I guess, was bragging that he's the one who got Jones fired. These people are. <laughs> Nothing surprises me now about no, the campaign. Seriously, in their mind, they're all these Machiavellian geniuses who are just like, <laughs> this is the thing. I guess the left really does kind of need to reorient to, uh, itself. Like, What did you say? They're playing ninth dimensional chess? Yes, they, in their minds they are. Yeah. But this is how fragile power is, I feel like. like I feel like these people are so convinced on both the left and the right. Um, I'm talking about the liberal left and the, everything on the right everything <laughs> everything everything to the right of the liberal Nothing, left there's no in between <laughs> they all they're all convinced they're just these political geniuses but like i do feel like the middle of the rotors are going to cut themselves in half anyway riding the fence they're, exactly golden. exactly the whole thing just feels kind of like a paper tiger like it just feels like um false it feels like it could sort of crumble at any moment yeah i don't know i don't know <laughs> anyways it's a good note to end on yeah <laughs> Go support the Patreon. Um, if you miss Tom, he'll be on the Patreon this weekend. Hell yeah. Um, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Trillbilly Workers Party. Um, there's all kinds of good content there. You'll be on that one. Maybe. Right? Yes. I feel like me and Tom are just going to start tag teaming now. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. You have no idea how mad that would make everybody. <laughs> I thought you were going to say me. Like, we lost a $10 pledge me. because not enough Tanya. That was, Ooh, the, that what they said? That was the quote. Ooh. Not enough Tanya. You could send me your $10 a month. I'll give you all the <laughs> Unlimited. I'll text you every day. Tanya's starting a spinoff cult <laughs> where they just pay her directly. Directly. And I'll just leave you voicemails every day. Yeah. 30-minute solo yeah. podcast. All right. It. Yeah, do that. I mean, I don't care. Give Tanya as much... <laughs> Whatever it takes to like get her independent. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, support us at the Patreon. Uh, have a good week. We'll see you later. Bye.